0: and welcome to the tour report from Secret Golf. It's a big week this week because we are talking about the final regular season event of the PGA Tour season and before the FedEx Cup playoffs begin next week. So, elk we're really looking at guys that need to stamp their place or move on into the 125 because those are the guys that not only make it to the first round of the playoffs, but if they're not fully exempt, they lock up their full playing privileges for the following season
1: yes and good morning to you diane we are at the finale this was actually a tournament that i won in 1990 wasn't at this golf course but it was a different time of the season but yes this is a very important time of the year this is as you said people are trying to lock up their cards we talked about three major champions last last week when i was talking about stewart sink was he going to be gone off the tour he did his job last week Uh been watching a kid named austin smotherman he was outside of it, looking in. We we got him to move up last week, and of course, everybody knows that you won again with Tony Finnow. You pipped my guy, uh, Cameron Young, so we went first and second last week. So I got to say, we have our finger pretty much on the buzzer die, and I think we've we've found the formula of you know. Of course, I know what these guys are thinking about. I know who's grinding ten times more than the guy next to him, mm-hmm. and that's the way we're going to look at it again this week.
0: I looked it up and this was our seventh outright winner of the season, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not bigging ourselves up too much, but it's really difficult to pick the winner of a PGA Tour event. And it's really difficult for these guys to go out and win, especially to win back to back, which is what Tony Finau did. And as you say, I had Finau as my outright favorite. You had gone with Cameron Young. So, you know, it was really good going and I'm glad that we got those winners again.
1: Well, as you know, you know, I talk a lot about on the show about, you know, bio and different things that, you know, where these guys are in their lives, where they are in their schedule, who's playing well, and they rise up Diane, like a wave and they ride that wave for a while and then they come down and it's our job uh, as handicappers to catch those waves. You've, you've, you've learned well from looking at these stats, <laughs> listening to, uh, of course, your brother is in, in the game uh, as well. Russell Knox, of course, Um yeah I mean that's our job we're trying to give people a hint on what's going to happen and we've been doing a good job you're right but this week um, is especially nerve-wracking for the guys that are sitting around about 115th on the FedEx to about 135th of course if they make it inside the 125 they're not even thinking about the playoffs Diane that's a bonus but they're trying to get their Ticket locked up, so when Hawaii rolls around next year, they all go out to Hawaii and they start the season off equally as Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas.
0: Mm-hmm. There's um, there's some interesting guys um, that are really kind of round about that bubble number, and um, I look at Kramer Hickok at 122. Ricky Fowler is at 123. So um, you know, I was looking yesterday at the the FedEx Cup standings and the PGA Tour have. So for a lot of the live guys were still being listed in the FedEx Cup standings even last week and now they've removed them so everyone's got a better idea of where they are and it was a good scenario for the likes of Ricky who jumped from out with the 125 into it but God at 123 he's definitely not safe. Um, the last two weeks have been good for a lot of players I look at Callum Tarrin we've picked him quite a lot on this show who's played really well the past few weeks um, 3M and the Rocket Mortgage and has jumped up to 109 so for someone like him who's been playing a lot of golf lately. Steven Yeager is another one who had a fantastic week and got a top five at the Rocket Mortgage last week to really better his number. And he's pretty much made himself safe now. So this is a really, it can be a really stressful time for a lot of these guys, but good thing we're on a, you know, a relatively easy course this week at Sedgefield, a real kind of positional short golf course. And it's gonna suit a lot of players games.
1: Yeah, we've seen Sedgefield, as you said. It's a beautiful Donald Ross course. Look at the clubhouse there behind you. It's, you see some of the old school architecture. Uh, it's a very much of a chess match around this course. You play out to the one side of the fairway so you can get an angle around this nasty bunker, like particularly on that hole right behind you there. Um, you know, We've seen JT Poston, who, uh, who won this year. He, played, he won, had his first win on this course, played, played this course without a bogey. Amazing. Diane for 72 holes, I think, what, three years ago? Uh, so we're going to see some low scoring, but it is a very much feel tour school, almost tour school like our old days where, you know, this is tour school feel. It won't be enough to make the cut for someone like Ricky Fowler. The volatility movement in the FedEx will probably be about 10 spots. So Ricky Fowler has got to be thinking the only way that he can be at 123 and be safe will be probably a top 10 finish will actually get him where he wants to be for next year. Cause Ricky Fowler doesn't want to be getting sponsor exemptions from everyone. Although I know he will. So not, I don't have him on my board this week, Diane. He hasn't showed me much lately and I'm not, I don't think he's worried about getting on the tour. Although pride for him will be very important. I just don't, I just don't know if the, the game is there to be able to pull himself into, into that kind of position.
0: We saw a little glimmer of hope from him earlier, kind of middle of the season, and thought this could be it. This could be him maybe finding some form and and really getting back to the Ricky of old. And then it kind of went the opposite way again. So a tough one for him, as you say. He's going to get those sponsor exemptions, but you know this course last year, I think the the Kevin Kisner model really demonstrates how to get the job done well around here. Kevin Kisner, Webb Simpson also had a huge amount of success, but Kisner won that six-man playoff last year. And it really is, you know, as we said, a short course. So you don't need massive length off the tee. Accuracy plus excellent putting is what's going to get the job done.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting piece of property. It, it sort of has these ups and downs where you lay up short of little crossover creeks. There's one on 18. There's another one on the front. Little creek winds through the front nine. So you, the, big disc, the big bombers off the tee don't have any advantage. Kevin Kisner, Webb Simpsons who've actually made... Uh, a fortune around this golf course is because they can just play their normal drive and and they can just play the angles and putt well and it'll be a, it'll be a low score. It's very warm this time of year up in Greensboro, so you know I'm ready, Diane. I've got uh, I've got myself what I think is motiv- highly motivated guys this week.
0: Okay, well, I, um, a lot of my picks this week are <laughs> maybe some of the favourites, but, you know, Tony Fiena last week was, what, 14, 15 to 1 when I picked him. So I'm not breaking away from that model too much. But as I said, I'm looking at really accurate players who can putt well and guys that have form and form on this course. So um, those were my criteria for my picks right I'm gonna let you go first this week then with your outright favorite for the Wyndham championship
1: well I'm looking at three guys I'm going to tell you which one I'm going to pick but I'm looking at Wills Alatoris, of course who hasn't won we all know that we'd like to be on Wills Alatoris for his first win uh Davis Riley who was in the running for the uh rookie of the year behind Cameron Young he's going to run away with it unless Davis Riley wins this tournament and maybe another one in the uh, playoffs, although Young needs a win as well, and of course Harold Varner, who's from this part of the country, Diane, who who uh, who I'm picking this week, excellent it plays good on this golf course, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think Harold's motivated, you know, there was a lot of talk about him going to live, speaking to Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan telling him to stay where he is, and uh, you know, 12th in putting, 12th in making birdies, 58th in scrambling. I mean, this course is, we talked about the Kevin Kisner model. Harold Barner is in that model and he's from this part of the country. He's just going to drive down the street and play this tournament. Mm-hmm. Plays well here. So my pick out right this week will be getting his first win on home soil, Diane, Harold Barner.
0: Yeah, 25 to one. He's second number 56 in the FedEx Cup standings. And we, you know, there's so much made of getting in that 125 this week, but Tony Fino summed it up when he won last week that They've got their own goals, and his goal is to win the FedEx Cup. And he's put himself in prime position to do so. Varner being at 56, he's got to be thinking ahead. Like, you know, obviously the second event is top 70, but top 30 playing at Eastlake, there's a lot of perks that come with that. So for him, he's put himself in a really good position all season long um, to really get there. And at 56, a good week here would tie that up for him.
1: No pressure on Varner this week. Um, So he's free-swinging.
0: Okay. Right. Well, my outright favourite, again, I had a lot of names that I was banding around, um, but I am going to go with Siwoo Kim. And everyone would love to see Siwoo Kim get another win, but um, he's 28 to one. He loves this course. He lost in the playoff last year, so finished runner up. He was third in 2020, fifth in 2019, and he won the tournament in 2016. So, that speaks for itself in that he loves the course he loves these short courses and um, you think about like harbour town golf links he's played well around there before too but he just came off a top 15 finish at the open championship his ball striking is great right now i looked at his stats from the rocket mortgage and he was just outside the top 10 in putting so even though he's only got one top 10 finish this season he's number 47 in the fedex cup standings And that just shows how well he's been playing um, consistently. So I think, you know, primed, playing great, motivated to get into the top 30 for the the playoff finale, back on a course that he loves. I love Siwoo Kim at 28 to one.
1: I can tell you love Siwoo Kim this week (laughs) by just by that description.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, he's great. He's
1: um, like I said, this is the, this is the kind of course uh, that suits suits a certain type of player. You know, this was a great course for me. I didn't do any good on it, but um, I won at a course similar to this in Greensboro, but not super long. Play the angles. It's like uh, playing shooting pool or, or playing chess. You've got to play the course correctly to score a lot here.
0: Okay, great. So I am going with. <laughs> I'm like, how could I forget that? And your pick is Harold Varner III this week. Right, moving on to our ones to watch. So guys at slightly higher odds. I'm really torn between two here. Um I don't know, how, how were you getting on in this category?
1: Well, I'm the same as you. You know, I'm looking at guys that are highly motivated. You know, I was on Austin Smotherman last week, who, who's outside of the top 125, played well enough last week to move his number all the way to actually on the number 125th, I'll go first at 150 to one. I'm still going to ride this kid. You know, he put good, um, finished 34th last week. He is sort of on a mini roll for a guy, Austin Smotherman, this is I'm talking about on a little bit of a roll, trying for a big push to keep his ticket. Uh, that's a very important thing for a young player uh, making the cut last week, having somewhat momentum coming in at 125th. He'll need to make the cut this week. If he's going to, Go to Hawaii next year, meaning that he's going to be on the tour playing Palm Springs and the cool weather. And that's what you dream about when you're on tour, going out there, even with everyone else. So I'm going to ride Smotherman. I had about four other names here that you and I talked about pre-show, but it's just jumping out that Smotherman is going to do something for me.
0: Okay, and he's going to be referred to as the bubble boy on the coverage. Uh, especially he on- is the bubble boy. Because <laughs> he gets 125. Right, well, um, the two names that I'm between, the first one I'm, I'm not going to pick, but um, Adam Scott was going to be my guy. He got into the playoff and lost to Kevin Kisner last year. But he's, um, you know, Tita Green playing great. He's putting really well too. He's been playing a lot, which is kind of rare for Adam Scott. But again... You know, everyone's got their own goals. He's 73rd in the FedEx Cup standings. So he wants to make sure that he can lock up that second tournament. But I had picked him last week. He was one of the names I was looking at and had a horrendous Saturday, but then backed it up with a 65 on Sunday. So. Hopefully that good momentum going forward, but you know I'm not picking him. My guy that I'm going to go with is slightly higher odds at 40 to 1, and it's Brian Harmon. He's one of our secret golf contributors. We know his game well. He's been there or thereabouts pretty much all season. He's had five top tens, um, top ten at the Open Championship and at the Travellers just a few weeks before that. But what did I say? I wanted guys that were accurate and great putters. And he's top 15 in both of those categories for the season. So, again, I mean, 53rd in the FedEx Cup standing shows the kind of year that he's having. And he's got to be, again, thinking top 30 all the way to Eastlake. So I love Brian Harmon at 40 to 1 this week.
1: I love Brian Harmon as a pick, uh, left hander. I don't know if that helps on this course, but uh i'm sure it does uh because it's a lot of fade shots so he can draw it that, that that's helpful funny right. enough you say that um i'm gonna on our on our dark horse you've just given me my dark horse which i which i was honored anyway but another <laughs> left hand talk about in a second okay. um, but Harmon, yes he's played well all year he's not far from home uh he'll be thinking about going hunting he'll have a little bit more golf to play in the fedex cup mm-hmm. uh, but this is a great week for him too
0: I've got one more name that i just have to mention because if you're a regular watcher of this show you'll know that i'm always on denny mccarthy <laughs> i think it would be well i was I was on
1: matthew neesmith too matthew neesmith is the one to watch for me too yes. he, he can get hot okay. like crazy
0: well you talk about him and then um, i'm i have to mention denny who's Fourth on the PGA Tour in putting. Amazing putting stats. And also has had like two top 15 finishes at this tournament before. So uh, I think Denny's 30 to one this week. So there's no way that I'm completely ignoring him. Right. We'll then move on to our dark horses. And these guys have to be over a hundred to one. Um, I'll go first, since you've gone first with the other two. But again, I was, uh, I'll was give you two names. One name I was looking at was Tyler Duncan, who had a good finish last week, actually a good weekend. And he is sitting in the top 10 for driving accuracy. So... And... I was looking back at compatible courses. He played really well at the RBC Heritage. Again, short course, so kind of similar positional golf to Sedgefield. But I'm going to go with Harris English. This is a little bit out of left field. I think he's around about 125 to 1. But again, it's just a course that suits his game. He won the Travellers, remember, at TBC River Highlands. So again, short course. Uh, Plays well at Sea Island, at Mayakoba. He was injured and had surgery and it's really put him out for majority of the season. So stats I'm taking with a total pinch of salt. But he finished top 20 at the Travellers just at the end of June. So it shows that, you know, even coming back, there's a bit of form. He's well out with the 125. So we need a huge week to make it to the playoffs. Card locked up already because of his wins. But I'm going to just, this is a total gut pick. Harris English at 125 to
1: 1. Good. Well, I'm even going more gut than you on this one, <laughs> Diane. When COVID hit back in a couple of years ago and I was working out upstairs watching the European tour on TV, I was watching this guy win three tournaments in a row over in Europe. I just couldn't believe how precise this player was. Then he came to America and won almost his first event down in Congaree oh, in uh, in the same state as this tournament. No, in the next one below, South Carolina. <laughs> Close, pretty close. And then we haven't heard much from Garrett Higo. Garrett Higo South African, left-hander. But I'm looking at the board, Diane. This kid is one of the best strikers, the best players, best putters. Everything about this guy is just incredible. I'm looking here at 500 to 1 for Garrett Higo. And he is outside of the 125. However, I think he's still exempt from his win. But... I just can't get over 500 to one for Garrett Higo. And if, you, if, you, if you're looking at a make the cut bet or you're looking at a top 20 bet, I'm sure you're going to get some some strong odds on that at 500 to one for the win, right?
0: Wow, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Good on you. I love how you, um, <laughs> with your dark horse picks, they're either like floating around 80, 90 to one or they're like way at the other end of the scale. Yeah, talking of Congaree very quickly, it's going to be hosting the CJ Cup. Yes. But the new schedule just came out at the start of the week for next season. And uh, it's great because you you have an interest in that club. You're one of the... what What's the name? What do you...
1: Uh, I'm one of the ambassadors.
0: Yeah, it's like an honorary member there. Um, yeah, and yeah. They, it's a huge charitable initiative that they have set up, which is just amazing. And I went to the Palmetto... Championship at Congaree last year, and it was amazing. The course was spectacular. I know you've played it a lot as well, so it's good to have the guys heading back there.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very difficult course. It plays just like an, a a Melbourne course in Australia. No rough, very roly poly around the greens, and if you miss them, they roll way down, go into little nasty spots. But it's a very it's a very tricky course. Uh, Much like this one, to a certain degree, they'll be scoring much better on this course. This will be over 20. What was it last week? Your winner, 27, 26. It's going to be, if the weather's decent, it's going to be 25 plus again this week, Diane.
0: And remember, we saw that six-man playoff last year, which was very exciting. So, Dark Horses, I've got Harris English, and you're going with Garrick Higgle. Right, excellent. Um, let's talk quickly about your wins. Your, your, it was your very first win, uh, the Greater Greensboro Open in this neck of the woods. Uh, what do you really remember? Obviously, with it being your debut victory, it was uh, it's special, and it's always going to be one that has a special place in your heart. But what do you remember about that week?
1: The thing I remember the most was I won enough money to go home and pay off my house, which you you can relate to because you just moved into a brand new house. <laughs> I had just moved into a house with Lisa and I'd just married, and I was able to go down and give the money to the bank and say this house is now mine. That, so that was that was good. Wow. But uh, it was a very difficult course, uh, Forest Oaks. Uh, minus six won the tournament, and I shot four under that last nine. I went to the last nine with about a four or five shots behind, just got hot that last nine and the leaders kind of fell over at the end but uh but the last two holes and and uh, walked away with it it was it was great um you know very important and by the way that was with the woods I was playing uh wooden clubs back then in 1990 it changed for us at about in the middle of 19 at just after that we started using metal so I do have a win on the tour with a wood
0: Good for you. Well done. Uh, Right, so this week, and again, you know, JT Poston is one of our secret golf contributors, and when he won this tournament in 2019 going bogey-free, that was very exciting for us as well. So hopefully we can do it again with Brian Harmon this week. I'd be very happy with my 40-1 to pick. (laughs) No doubt. And then um, last week it was Live Golf at Bedminster. Henrik Stenson getting the win um, and the team victory for... 4.375 million dollars he walked away with which obviously he was the new signing to live and Ryder Cup stripped him of his captaincy for the European side so it was for him I guess the perfect introduction to this new world of his golf career
1: yeah the Majestics as you said they finished second in the team and Pat Perez was on the four aces with Dustin Johnson uh Patrick Reed and Taylor Gooch Pat Perez now has walked away with 1.8 million the last two events have lived so nobody's happier on the phone when I talk to him than Pat Perez I can promise you that
0: Right well we're going to do another little show we'll talk about that and kind of look back um, at everything that happened last week but yeah Wyndham Championship this week the final event before the playoffs begin and of course we'll be back next week to really dive into the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs <music>